0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 454. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Matthew with chapter 23. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Chapter 23, we have three different chapters left to go before we get into the very last part of the story, the part with... Good Friday and the Last Supper and all of that. We have two different sections on teaching and one that is about the end times, one that is about uh, what's going to happen later on. This section today in Matthew 23 follows right after Matthew 22. You may remember Matthew 22 is the last questions the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees have for Jesus. And at the end of it, it ended with, and after that point, no one dared ask him any more questions. Well, Jesus wasn't done with the conversation because he launches in here into Matthew 23, some condemnation of the teachers of the law. And it goes like this. Matthew 23, verse one, then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Everything they do is done for people to see. They make their phylacteries wide and their tassels on their garments long. They love the place of honor at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi by others. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher and you are all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth Father, for you have one Father, and He is in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. This is something that is still applicable now. Not the phylacteries as much for those of us who are Christians, as we don't wear those, but the idea that there is an outward faith and there is an inward faith. There is a faith that practices even when no one else sees, and there's a faith that is done for show. One of the things I think about is the place where I live in the country, it is not expected that you're a Christian. I live in California, and when we moved out here, some of our friends who had been in the Christian fellowship we had been in in college, who had moved out ahead of us, told us that actually they liked living in California because having grown up in the East Coast, they said it wasn't expected that you go to church in California. It wasn't like you went to church as an insurance salesman because you had to be seen going to church or your business would suffer. No one expected you to go to church, and in fact, you may get some grief for it. But what they found is that meant that when they went to church, people were there because they wanted to be there. People are there because they believe, but in some places it is more expected that you go to church, and therefore people go to church for a variety of reasons, and that's always true of course. We had other friends who moved down to an area in the Bible Belt, and they were really looking forward to living in a place that had more faith. And they were quite frustrated and did move away later on because they found they were running into this. People who were elders in the church and yet didn't attend regularly because it really wasn't that important to them. They were doing it because it was important to be seen. And that's what Jesus is saying about the Pharisees. He's saying that kind of behavior is hypocritical, but he's also saying that that kind of behavior doesn't do any good. It's interesting that he says, do what the Pharisees tell you, just don't be like them. So when they tell you about the importance of faith and when they tell you about all the things you should do, go ahead and do those things. Just don't do what they do. That's something that I hope that no one ever says about me and someone probably already has. What a stinging criticism for someone to look at you and say, don't be like that person. And that's what Jesus talks about. The Pharisees, they want to be called rabbi. They want to have the most important seats. They want to have the most important titles. Instead of being called to be a servant, the greatest among you must be your servant. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. That is what God expects of us. God expects of us to live in humble faith, in faith that understands that we are saved through what Jesus did, in faith that reaches out to others not because we are more important than they are, but because they are important to God as we are. And Jesus goes on, with seven woes, seven woes on the teachers of the law and the Pharisees. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourself do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You travel over land and sea to win a single convert, and when you have succeeded, you make them twice as much a child of hell as you are. you blind men. Which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? Therefore anyone who swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it, and anyone who swears by the temple swears by it and by the one who dwells in it, and anyone who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and by the one who sits on it. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You give a tenth of your spices, "'Mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, "'justice, mercy, and faithfulness. "'You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former, you blind guides. "'You strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. "'Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! "'You clean the outside of the cup and the dish, "'but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence.' Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You build tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous. And you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you are descendants of those who murdered prophets. Go ahead then and complete what your ancestors started. You snakes, you brood of vipers! How will you escape being condemned to hell? Therefore, I am sending you prophets and sages and teachers. Some of them you will kill and crucify; others you will flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town. So upon you will come all the righteous blood that has been shed on earth, from the blood of the righteous Abel to the blood of Zachariah, son of Berekiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Truly, I tell you all of this will come on this generation. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate, for I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That's a lot of harsh criticism there. Just to break it down, he's saying they are hypocrites. They do one thing and they say another. He's also saying they are so important and so careful with the little pieces of the law, and yet they forget the big things, to love mercy, to walk humbly with our God. Those big things, those important things. He said, don't forget the little things, but they are little things. When they tithe a tenth of their spices, they're so careful with their tithing, giving away a tenth, that they're even tithing the spices. Great. But they forget justice, mercy, and faithfulness, which are big things, important things. They have the, all the swearing. It, it, it counts one, if we swear this way, it, may, it matters, but if we swear this way, it doesn't matter. And Jesus says elsewhere, let your yes be yes and your no be no be someone that isn't trying to figure out well you know if i told you that but i had my fingers crossed behind my back it doesn't really count that's what they're doing oh well yes i swore to you by the temple but it you know i didn't swear to you by the the offering on the temple it's just silly you look at those sort of things when you're looking for how to deceive Right, We should live in a world where we don't need to be bound by contracts. We don't need to be swearing oaths, where we don't need to be making promises because our yes is yes and our no is no. We are reliable, trustworthy, and faithful. They are like tombs filled with dead men's bones. Their faith is not real. Their faith will not save them. And they're taking other people down to hell as well. Is it any wonder that two chapters later... Jesus is going to be arrested by these teachers of the law, of these Pharisees. And that's what he tells them. You say you are innocent of the blood of the prophets. Go ahead, complete what your ancestors started. And those stories he's been telling in the last couple chapters about the man who rents out the vineyard, and they beat up the servants who come to tell them, that it's time to pay for the vineyard. And so he sends his son and they kill him too. He says, go ahead and complete what your ancestors started. In this generation, you will be crucifying and flogging the righteous who come to you. In this generation, all of this will come to you. In this generation, they will crucify the owner's son. They will crucify the Messiah. In this generation, also, Jerusalem will fall. Not 30 years from now, not long from now, this whole city that they are standing in will fall to the Romans. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophets, he says. How long have I wanted to gather you together? Like a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. Jesus looks at the teachers of the law. He looks at the people here and he mourns what could have been. Let us not lead lives where Jesus needs to do that for us. Let us live lives instead where people look at us and say, live like that. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at Podcast.com. or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram as Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening.